watching prohibition fall down. All right, guys, we're going to get in some growth talk, feeling a little bit of euphoric energy uplifting, opened a new bag of Sunkiss, Scotty. So is new this flower. euphoric uplifted dude right here? Is that what's going on? I hope so. I hope so. That's what we got to pull off for the show. Today's a great grow talk show. But first off, I got to ask, what what's up with you? What does it say on your shirt? It says, what are you all on dope? Nothing Looks like a hard to tell. It's like Jeff Sessions. Or... I love it. I love the fact that it's generational. You know, this is a guru. You know, this is yeah, there's no chance. No clue. This is Mr. Hand, Mr. Hand from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'd say it's 1981. <laughs> it was like one of those classic movies with, you know. Familiar with the movie, for there. sure. Little bit of, uh, oh, dude, that was Sean Penn's coming out right there. He was Jeff Spicoli, a legend. <laughs> that was a great stoner flick. <laughs> so more vans from that movie, brother, from that movie. Dude, T-shirts are kind of funny, man. I actually, did. I pick these out like, uh, these are like pro ones. But uh, I've gotten, I'm trying to work on a couple recharge t-shirts, man. Real growers t-shirts. Okay. Can you guys give me a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down on this one? This is one I was considering. Hmm. And then this is kind of hmm. generational too, because it's a, uh, I mean, do you guys know what, what I'm sure you do, dude. Guru, the front you know of the shirt. copy of or what that's inspired by? This is Metallica. Okay, there you go. And now, but okay, here's the generational thing. Smoke them all. What does smoke them all do? No, anybody? Kill them uh, all. Thank album. you. Thank you. Guru? Yeah. Uh, the first thing that pops into my head when I see that, and this is a generational thing, is Pokemon. Catch them all. Pokemon. <laughs> and, and, and just in our, our small uh, survey in the studio, right. everyone thought that was Pokemon. That's why I brought it up, man. It's a generational thing. I figured I'd ask I don't the DVC. Scotty Metallica thought. wasn't down with Napster. They're pretty hard on the music sharing. I think they're going to come after you for the shirt design. So <laughs> You might be right. Let's see. We'll see if it makes it past the DGC. What do we got? All right, let me preview of today's show and grow talk grower questions pulled off of dudegrows.com we got nitrogen toxicity by canna ed uh, managing pm in a closet grow by meathead <laughs> i've been called that a, a few times for sure uh determining when to harvest by growers glade and of course what's going on in our grows yeah before we get into that, man, dogrows.com forward slash support. I told you last show we're gonna have a little uh, meeting. We got some things going on with seeds here now. You know, we're gonna help out Patreon supporting the show. Uh, everybody, all the new members sign up one time deal. You get the free seeds from Best Coast Genetics. Um, we're like, let's push a little. Well, Scotty, it was your idea. Uh, so we met up with James Bean. We're gonna get like at least now we have four different breeders schedule out. Yeah, a breeder hangs. I'd like I'd like Go to ahead. get a breeder. I'd like to get a breeder a month to come on the show, show us the gear, have James Bean show up uh, at the beginning of the month, to, you know, get us all hyped. And I think he was cool. He said he'd give us twenty five percent off, or at least the patrons twenty five percent off as a little uh, thank you. So very cool. Thank you. And then if you thank you, yeah, patrons. Trying to push it, uh, and we're ironing in these details here. I think they're almost done. If you do pick up the packs at twenty five percent off and grow them out and take pictures, social share. Uh, you're going to win something from the breeder's vault. And I was learning more about this with James yesterday. Like, what, I mean, what does that mean? Like, I don't, and he's like, dude, like unreleased shit, man. Yeah, they Stuff have a private stash. 
stuff to use to breed with, good genetics, uh, as well as potentially get featured in the Seeds Here Now catalog. And I think he might be trying to do a calendar. So yeah, that's best, yeah, the best dankest uh, picks get featured for his catalog. That's, that's pretty cool, man. Also check out Dude10 as a coupon code at Seeds Here Now across the site. Hey, I was hang- right. we were hanging on a Zoom meeting and Bean was like, I don't know, let me go in my vault. And sure enough, man, he went in the, the legitimate vault, the safe. You could hear beep, beep, beep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he pulled out some badass shit, man, signed all, all this real rare stuff. So thank you, James Bean, for all the love. You also get 30% off recharge, real growers. As well as soon, right around the corner here, man, May 20th, we're giving away three Pulse Grow monitors, first, second, and third on the comments. Over in Patreon, there's a post about the Pulse Grow grower hookup. Just go there and comment. And man, the feeling, the feeling, the feel good of supporting this show. We could not do it without you guys. Uh, I always refer back to when I supported Radio Lab, and I did, it was more meaningful for me to listen to it. I mean, it just felt a little better. I mean, the show's put me in tears before. So it's like, man, these guys move me. Let's Can you listen it. anymore? Can you listen to that? Ever since the whole COVID Radio- thing and everybody's gone like sympathetic with the sad background piano music and, <laughs> oh, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on the, the subject matter. Some people hate the way that show's put together, the Radio Lab, the production aspect of it. I, I think they do a pretty good job. I just hate the over, over dramatic <laughs> empathy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that must be really hard. <laughs> 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 or if Scotty's making you laugh, help us out. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. All right, let's get into a dank nug here, man. Come on. This is our boy. This is our boy. Stay Stone tuned. The, this is starting in June with the breeders, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated. All right, who's growing some dank? By Ethos Genetics Crescendo RBX1 by Stone. Trout bum. Yes. What is RBX one guru? We were actually he's a stone trout bum. We were talking to him. Reverse back cross. There time. you go. Reverse back cross, yeah. There's a reverse yeah, back yeah. cross. Okay. And since we some of us don't know what that means, first off, crescendo, the ethos genetics, a stone trout bum, a really badass grower that's playing around now with a little breeding, little uh, uh feminized seed and all that stuff. Is it feminine? Yeah, the silver thiosulfate is for feminized seed, right? Google? He's working on making his own concentrations of silver thiosulfate to yeah, make feminized seed. And yeah, by the way, he knows his shit. What is that? You've got a silver thiosulfate isn't the only thing for making a feminized seed. You actually need to mix that with something else, or, right? Well, no, you have to make the silver thiosulfate. So got you have it. to take uh, silver nitrate and sodium thiosulfate and make a, a solution of that to make silver thiosulfate. Got it. And what was he saying? It was uh, was it cannabis bot- botany, marijuana botany. One of, the, one of those books has the actual recipe in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really cool, man. He was he was giving us. Hey, by the way, do you see this other one? Just check out this other one, man. How fucking pink and frosty that is. Did I, yeah, let me let me read what he has to say here. I don't believe uh, we'll get into it yet. This is best run yet. So pumped. Genetics, genetics, genetics. Did I mention genetics are important? <laughs> Anyone new looking to save a couple bucks? Don't do it when choosing a breeder. Day sixty on this crescendo. Five plants and seven gals. Four by four tent. With three obviously different phenos. Right. Smells like gas, citrus sweet, and eye-watering sour. Couldn't have done it without the DGC and my Discord gromies. Yeah. All right. So when I talked to him this morning, I I go, what the fuck are you trying to do? Because he showed me, Guru, are you able to pull up that pink bud? This little tiny pink bud right here. And that's this pheno that he's got that's super frosty. It's pink. 
but it's tiny. It's these little, you know, these little nugs. And you see that other one that he's got in, in the dank nug for the day is huge, size of your fist. So I think he's going to try to get the best of both worlds with them by crossing the two of them. Yeah, that's a good looking canopy, man. It's gonna be some weight and quality there. Yeah, he says a super uh, frosty nug is a low yielder. The other Fino is like double the yield and almost as frosty. So curious if crossing them will give me a freak of nature, high yield uh, frost monster. I ran Singanics, meaning dry amendments and veg. Uh, all those petered out and then I ramped up salts and flowering. He's got the HLG quantum boards. He's got a far red quantum board and UVB reptile lights. Man, maybe there is something there. That butt is fucking dank. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would love to toke on that. Out of Michigan, correct? Don't yes. Fun. Yes, we have been invited to go trout fishing and toke on his bud, man. So... Hook the guy up, Scotty. Get this guy a grinder. You know what? Stone Trout Bum deserves a DGC grinder. <laughs> yes, DGC proud, brother. On its way. Get, well, you know how to get in touch with Scotty. You're just chatting. So, yeah, get in touch. Get a grinder out to you. Trying to spread the uh, little of the DGC merch lane around the bakery there. Yes. And I am working on it. Canadian DGC. I'll have some limited edition coffee mugs, this and that. I won't leave you out of the loop. But we, has, we, we do have two different countries. It can be challenging. Uh, I've been hanging out. I was up till 1230 last night, just ha having fun with my artist buddy, just making some merch. <laughs> We're working on the real grower shirts a little bit. But I got dab bod coming from you for you. I got social distance <laughs> warrior coming for you, dude. All right. I'll take that. Good stuff. <sighs> All right, let's get into before officially going into Grow Talk here, brought to you by Real Growers Recharge. Check it out, realgrowers.com. Uh, you can pick it up over there with coupon code DUDE. Uh, if you don't know about Real Growers Recharge, I'm going to suggest, Scotty, what I don't do enough, use the search bar on dudegrows.com. I think you'll probably pull up 25 pages of information on Recharge. So, you know great. Well, go ahead. Oh, I've just been uh, selling it. The bamboo is going nuts. Everybody's hanging at home growing bamboo. So with my bamboo business, I recommend a fertilizer, just a lawn fertilizer, and then recharge. And so I have to explain to people the difference within like, you know, 10 words or less. And I say the fertilizer is the food. Recharge is what keeps the food in, in the uh, soil. Sorry, I didn't do that in 10 words or less. But recharge keeps the food, it keeps the food in the soil. I think that's a really easy way to to uh, understand what it does. The well, you've got a great battery. animated video too on your uh, realcars.com. You know, like really, you're like. Go I was going to say, what's funny is that I did that probably ten years ago at this point, and just how I see recharge and how I describe it has is so different. You know, I'm so much less technical about what's in it, and just so much more uh, just excited about what it does. So what it does is make your plants look good. Your soil's a battery. You have to keep as much nutrient in there as possible, and you have to make that nutrient available to the plant. So that's what soil microbes do. That's what Recharge is built around. And let's talk a little more growth. Yeah. Why, why use a double A when you could uh, have a D battery there? I like it. How about it? Well done. Aren't you glad you don't do trade shows where you just have to do what you just did about 250 times in a weekend, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd be outside <laughs> smoking weed with somebody after like a uh, third time. Canadian growers, Canadian growers, uh, rechargecanada.ca. All yes. right. Question one, nitrogen toxicity by Canna Ed. And yes, we will agree. Looking at these pictures, uh, let, let me do a little narration on here. It says, hey guys, 
settled my light issue and got an HLG I'm about to put it put together after this post, but right now I'm having some issues. Organic soil in a cut and drilled Rubbermaid container. So LOL, my great idea. That totally works, man. And he says, anyway, it's mostly peat. Here's his mix. Peat, some recycled soils. That sounds kind of vague, but hopefully uh, your recycled soil doesn't have too much hot nutrition in it. A quarter bag of Job's organic fertilizer and some forest uh, humus I gathered. It's been aging nine months before I started using it. Everything had been going okay until I had heat issues and pH issues, but I got those resolved. Got a decent week of growth, and the plants are still responding to training and growing pretty nice. But I have these claws everywhere. Look at these pictures. Claws and curls. My head uh, immediately thinks too much nitrogen, which, yeah, look at these pictures. This is all telltale signs, right? It looks like why I don't know, man. I guess so. They are pretty dark green. This is one hundred percent nitrogen toxicity. Uh, the dead giveaways is the dark dark color of the green on the leaves okay. and the clawing downward of the tips of the leaves. How come they're not the new growth is not green though, not deep green? Because that that new growth is new growth since it got heavy nitrogen fertilization. Um, and the on like the new growth, it, it's not able to get it. It doesn't come out over fertilized when you're over fertilizing. Well, nitrogen. so in his soil still had nutrition in it because he goes, this immediately happened after I watered with my Fox farm newts for the first time a few days prior to this issue starting. Yeah. So okay, there's a good clue. Yeah. He goes, uh, they've been getting nothing but water and beneficial. Should I just water to see how it works for me since I have found the soil or maybe cut the strength? What can he do now? I mean, if, you shouldn't try to just. You're just gonna keep going to plain water. There's nothing you, you can. There's nothing you can water in to uh, alleviate or fix this problem. But this problem will get fixed by uh, just using plain water um, for your next couple of waterings. But the main thing you don't want to do right now would be to go ahead and just water to try and think with the logic that you're just gonna flush it all out right now. You want to wait until that plant needs to be watered again. Because uh, the the worst thing that can happen is to have a plant problem and then overwater trying to fix the plant problem. Then it's just a double whammy of stress on your plant. Definitely agree with that. Grew. I've seen growers water on water, water on water, try and flush when you're wet. No bueno. Got some good comments here. Uh, thanks, Grow Bigs. D- wait, Grow Big S D D G C. All right, Jay Maestro hanging out. Together, meow and soup, man. Appreciate everybody in the DDC helping these growers out. Uh, but yeah, this should recover with some plain water. Take a little time. Maybe if, uh, one last tip. If your environment isn't warm enough or anything that's slowing these plants' metabolism down, make sure that the environment's as good as it can so they can speed up, warm it up, even if you can, if it's not already at a pretty you know, upper, you know, warm, low 80s even. Don't know exactly what your lighting is, but things will happen quicker. All right. Hey, what do you think Hannah Ed's profile image is? <laughs> I am not sure. Is it, is it some sort of animal? Looks like a gerbil crawling through a tube to me. <laughs> All right. We'll ask him. Can't head. I'll check him over on Patreon and see what's up. Hashtag Are you, gear. you found a comment, Scotty? What do you got? <laughs> yes, I Social did. Social comment. Yes, I did. If, if I can get to it, sir. All right. Here we go. Uh, this was... Uh, okay, got it, got it, got it. This was Crazy Hands Grow or Crazy Hand Grow. And he okay. says, damn, D-A-Y-U-M, damn. 
That dual root zone business is so cool. Love the fish too. And yeah, I was showing my kid this before, just showing her what you can do with fish poop. <laughs> they were fucking amazed, man. But yeah, you are right. That uh, aquaponics is fucking amazing. I do it. I got to eat my words on deep water culture. That is full on deep water culture made simple. Yeah, and he's referencing when uh, we we just did a video hanging out with uh, Potent Ponic Steve walking around a, a big facility, and he pulled one of the plants out. I think they're in two or three gals soil, medium or you know a medium, right. the actual root zone. But then the roots go through the bottom of the pot down into the aquaponic reservoir and get a ton of nutrients. Hence the dual root zone, and those roots look so healthy. Crazy just think- healthy. So, yeah, check that out. That is a good comment. And uh, there's no other, I don't think there's any other, you guys comment, any other people growing dual root zone? I don't think it would make sense to do anything dual root zone with soil well, into hydro, but it only applies to aquaponics, I would believe. Nah, fuck no. Hempies are dual root zone. Hempies got okay. that constant wet level at the bottom, just like True. aquaponics. And then you got that dry level up top, the wicked. True. Yeah, All right, there's, there's right a lot on. Of that. Thanks, Crazy Hand Grows over there on YouTube. I got another question off twogrows.com. This is Managing PM in a Closet by Meathead. When somebody yells Meathead, you don't look, you don't like say what, you don't, you know, just don't own it if you've been, somebody's been trying to call you Meathead. I'm thinking of the guy in my, the, the male model in my t shirts over there. Meathead. <laughs> what was that? Just like photoshopped on some, some, some dude posing, basically. What, that wasn't me? Suddenly that wasn't me, bro? What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, All right, Meathead. says, how's it going, guys? Love the show. Keep up the awesome work. Um, hope everyone in their work, theirs and theirs are well and safe. I'm having an issue with the newly built grow room. It's nothing special, just under the stairs. Two feet wide by seven feet deep wedge. The under the stairs wedge grow. That I've seen cool. definitely a handful of these. That is making me smile. Um, I'm using it uh, to, as an autoflower closet, grow space, 18 hours on, six hours off. Um, and it says for the light, he's got a green sunshine ES 180 ventilation, four, four inch AC infinity exhaust, um, and then a carbon filter for air control. I'm able to control the temp and relative humidity with the exhaust system. So my problem is the appearance of small, light, white, dusty patches on some of the leaves of my plants. My question to you, fine gentlemen, is do you feel that PM could be caused by lack of fresh air circulation due to the door being shut on the closet more hours than not, which is a problem in itself if you're not using any air exchange, uh, more and more so from environmental factors. So, man, PM just come. That's one of those things for me. I, it was. It's always hard for me to be like, oh, it definitely came from that. Unless you brought in infected cuts and like caught, like you, you traced it back. But um, yeah, Scotty, I mean, for you, just usually it just it fucking appears. I mean, there's you can have bad environment or welcoming environments for it. Yeah, and this is why we were just talking about Guru and I were just talking about this beforehand. And just cool and kind of nails it right here. It's most likely a fluctuation in humidity. And Guru, help me understand. You were explaining it to me. Uh, the fluctuation in humidity allows what uh, powder? So help me out. powdery mildew needs both. Um, to be able to infect a plant in the low different and high, di- uh, low or really, it's just the differential. Um, so at low humidities, um, in that type of environment, that is when powdery mildew is able to sporulate and land onto leaves and everything. Got it. And then when there's a period of higher humidity, 
or a humidity spike, it's able to infect the plant. Um, so it needs both to do its full life cycle and populate as much as it possibly can. So when you have that uh, nighttime spike in humidity when your lights go out, that most people do unless you have a very controlled grow room, um, it is leaving the the opening there for uh, powdery mildew to uh, actually infect your plants. Well, and you have to have you have to have the spores present. I mean, they have to come from somewhere. It's, or you're saying uh, they could just be there, but if you have uh, in that's never that's not a safe assumption to ever make because one you can't see powdery mildew spores and they're very tiny and they right. can get in almost everywhere most people yeah. don't realize that almost all the plants surrounding their house there will be probably some powdery mildew not so, to say so. that that is a uh, type of it that is infectious to cannabis but it definitely could be um heebie yeah, yeah, but there are ways to basically just make it so that if you have a part of your integrated pest management scheme, um, a control. Well, hold on, I'll on tell you what, what he did here. He said he took care of it um, with a with a WPM. I don't know what he's saying there. Wet wettable powders, maybe an all organic spray. Who name is, his name escapes me at the moment, but I would not like to have to spray my plants um, with anything. To be honest, if I can avoid it and um, you can, I think there was some, I think he might've used the funky one. There was one spray for PM that it smelled, they improved on it, but it smelled like dirty socks. Is it bonide? It was a form of bacteria and it was, you would not, I mean, when you smell that, you're like, I'm not spraying that on my plants. <laughs> I do remember that one. Yeah, I do remember uh, that. But sorry, that it is, he, he took care, I mean, took care of it to a degree with that. But, um, yeah, you were going into IPM where, for me, powdery mildew, and I'll let you take this, Guru, but I want to say um, is you, once you get it, everything kind of is pain in the ass from that point on. I've maintained it once in flower. The whole idea is to not get it. I've also seen it in a grow tent on two strawberry coughs, and then the other two great white sharks I was growing, they grew all they, they never got on those two. They shared the damn same space. So it's really interesting how it works. But yeah. again, the whole idea is not to freaking get it and have strong plants. And, and you have to realize powdery mildew on a commercial scale for people can add hundreds of hours of man hours worth of labor for a growth cycle. Um, so it's really important to, if there's an easy way to just uh, control it and make sure that it's never able to really populate yeah. that much and your plants are able to fight it to their full potential. Um, that's that's going to be what you want to do. And there, there are new uh, biofungicides coming out all the time and specifically regalia. Use pretty much a once a week spray of that. We'll be able to control pretty much. It's not going to knock out an active powdery mildew infestation, right. but if you start with either a really low uh, powdery mildew load on the plant or none, you're going to be able to keep it controlled and it never be a problem. And that's the idea, right? Is get this shit under control before you go into flowering. Don't try it. It's like you you don't want to try and fight something when it's already a big problem. Right. You want to fight it when it's little problems and keep it under control that way. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. What is the, do you know, the what is the, the, so the regalia have, what's like, I don't know, they say that not the mode of action, but isn't it like a systemic response kind of? It's it's triggering the plant's own defenses. Um, it's based off of the giant knotweed plant, um, which is a very bad neighbor for most plants. <laughs> but it uh, it can elicit responses from plants to start producing their own uh, 
um, to, like uh, chemicals to be able to, to fight off powdery mildew and increases resistance and just health and vitality of that plant. But you can go on, get on to something, dude, strain dependent, big time. You know, don't fight it. Find the strains that, uh, you know, don't get powdery mildew, you know, or, or are, are way resistant. more resistant than others for yeah. sure. Yes, definitely. All right. All right. I'll take it. I agree. Uh, you got to be preventative with these things and uh, try look at the Scotty you mentioned. Did we mention the glowing door in picture number uh, ah, three or something? Uh, we have all had that. As long as your door opens outward, you just take the black poly, get the thickest stuff you can, you can from Home Depot. <laughs> You put staple it on each side, and then you put a flap down the middle, maybe an 18-inch, two-foot flap down the middle, and uh, that will definitely seal that door. If not, you're having like that party or whatever, and you're like, oh, you can use the bathroom downstairs. It's all busy, and they're like, huh, what is a UFO landing in one of your rooms? Uh, you, I mean, it looks like that if you're not prepared for it. <laughs> it freaked you out if you didn't know anything about it. That could be a growing bag. Oh, my God, exorcism. Something's going on in there. Nice. It's the door to heaven. All right, moving on, moving on to more grow talk here. All right, we got final two weeks, question mark by Growers Glade. Hello, DDC. I need to help understanding when the plant has two weeks left. Precisely. No, it doesn't say precisely, but trichrome's just starting to turn milky. Maybe that's a sign. I mean, it's hard to, I don't know, determine exactly when you're going to say, oh, in two weeks, I'm taking this down. Without having grown that strain before? It's going to be pretty impossible to just guess when there's going to be two weeks left in it because harvest time could be uh, pretty variable even within just a strain unless it's like an IBL or something. You're going to have multiple phenos and they'll finish at different times. Yep. And Stone Troutbaum was talking about finding a good breeder. I mean, think if these breeders are around, if there's a bunch of other people that have grown that same strain, uh, and even if the breeder's around to post some pics and ask, you can get a lot of, that's what's cool about social media, man. Everybody's just an at sign away. Yeah, I've been amazed seeing the pheno difference and how, I mean, I'm growing my first two plants from seed in a bit, those healers, and they're, uh, we can just talk about it and what's going on in my grow, actually. But I can give a little advice on the finishing <laughs> time. I looked at my trikes. They're all, like, all all pretty damn milky, barely any, maybe at this point, actually, maybe a few ambers. But when I see all my trikes are pretty milky and I'm, like, getting close, like I'm a week out of the eight-week time zone, I know some stuff's going to start to turn amber, and that's when I go to my, my flush or whatnot, but have a good 30 times loop at least uh, with a steady hand. Those work great, and get the one with the white LEDs on it. makes it so much better yep. to look right up in the bud and get lost in a trichome forest. It's pretty cool to see all those little trikes, or better yet, all the nifty ones they have either for your phone or plug into a USB My like favorite the- is a macro lens on a camera for any budding photographers out there. How many times can you go in? Uh, I can get a, it's not really time zoom. It's, I can get a full one-to-one representation of the the subject on my sensor. So basically the size of the trichome in real life will be the size of it on the sensor. If that makes sense at all. We're fucking small in real life, homie. (laughs) My sensor is small too. I like to hold the loop and have my eye up on the bud. So like, I really look like a horticulturist. But Guru, what you're saying is that once you get to that high of a quality of a picture, you can zoom in with minimal distortion. Oh, with with none. I mean, it's 24 yeah. megapixels. I can crop in pretty hard, and it's and especially cool. just to visually look at a trichome or a group of trichomes. Right. It's nice having a completely still image to go away from the plant and look at instead of having to try and hold it steady and hold your loop steady. 
Um, I just prefer that way. But I also have a nice camera to begin with. So oh, I was just going to tell you, I spent between two and $300 back in the day because I was like, this is a digital camera. Don't you understand? It doesn't need film. And it was a point three megapixel. And just when you said 24 megapixel, I just like laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Guru, you need to get your own camera talk show. And don't worry. The iPhone 18 will, will take the same photos. Okay. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> ah, from your eyeball, it will, dude. Well, the camera talk isn't lies. We should try it out. All right. <laughs> DGC pros, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. Before we get into our grows, uh, if you want to go over there and see all the coupon codes, That'll hook you up with some great grow gear, some lighting, nutrients. Today, I wanted to feature Optic Foliar. What's up, Dinesh? A little spray for your plants, kicking out the, the mug here. Uh, so you guys know Dinesh has been hanging OG for a while. I love his overgrow ready-to-use spray uh, for me because I don't have a big garden. He has everything in concentrates as well. But it's a great way to get nutrients in your plants, micronutrients, little copper sulfate there for PM prevention. And you see the response, man. If you think you got your your garden dialed, it's one great thing to add to see what foliar feeding is going to do, as well as it's great to have on hand for deficiencies. Let's say you're growing in no-till organic or whatever. You, you're like, man, I want to catch this, but I want to catch it quick with a little foliar spray and then you know adjust what I can with the top truss. It's a little secret weapon, Scotty. So spray with the lights on right into the meso mesophilic layer, if you will, and check out Optic Foliar. I think it's .ca. I think he has a .ca and a .com. I don't know. Optic Foliar. Google it. <laughs> Dude, did your ears pep up a couple of days ago? We were talking to the uh, uh, the guys from Maroon Bio Innovations, like a doctor, and he said the mesophilic layer. And I was like, oh, dude, let's get excited right there. Man. Yes, <laughs> I know all about the mesophilic <laughs> layer. Oh, shit, man. You mind, telling, you mind if I share a little bit what's going on in my grow? Yeah. Hit it up. Well, yeah, I wanted to. Well, can I ask you a specific question? Sure, you can start. Yes, no, go ahead. <laughs> Dude, do you want to know? You really want to know? I want to know. I do want to know. What's going on in my grow is I've got seedlings coming up. I got clones coming out. And I'm supposed to be following the new mill recipe to a T. Jaren's been telling me, Dude, follow this and I'll help you grow the kind of bud that I grow. And that's what I want. So. I'm a little conflicted. I'm the guy that, you know, I do have two buckets of bud that I don't really want to smoke that barely squeezes. It is about nine months old, but I don't want that this year. So I'm like, okay, to do this, he's like, dude, you, you use, here's my formula that I use. And I'm like, fuck you. It's like six things. What, you want to flip-flop sides? Let me take the new mill side and you get the water only side? It, it, oh, yeah, there's a huge <laughs> difference, man. <laughs> The, uh, the uh, build-a-soil side, you just fucking water it. Top dress a couple times. Yeah, this is... Yeah, big. I'm sure. But I... So let's... Yes, go ahead. I believe that this is going to grow super dank. So do I just... Follow, it's a half a milligram, a milliliter rather, of silicium, which is a silica, which is certainly not a bad idea to put silica in. I get it. And, and especially it, a high-quality orthosilic and monosilic acid like that. Yeah. That's so, going to be a good thing. So that's something you could... I, I get it. If you're going to grow danker bud, you improve with a little bit of silica. Four milliliters of their Equinox, which I guess is, is their base. It's a veg one, and then spring is veg number two. So he's got two different veges. I guess he's growing these things fairly rapidly. And then the, I don't know what lightning is. Lightning know? start, root and shoot. So uh, a rapid start. I do have, remember I told you I used that Olivia's cloning solution and stuff? Or actually, I use Clonex solution, but it is fucking expensive. All right. And then this is stuff, five milliliters of Carbo and five milliliters of Ruby. 
that sugar and fulvic acids, which I definitely haven't recharged. I'm like, it's gonna, you're gonna have to twist my fucking arm to put those in, man. But uh, so my question to you, because yes, I know you're you like and don't mind a a scoop, a scoop, but a 2020 20, 20, 20 good Dude, to go. I'm using a mason little... jar now. The mason jar's got the little uh, marks on okay. the bottom. Yeah, he's a third of a cup. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. And then basically, your, what your medium is uh, Royal Gold, right, Tuper? Yep, yep, doing Tuper. High, high drainage, malt. It's going to have irrigation on your side. So Guru's Nutrition is going to be from the soil only, from the build of soil, and then adding Guru, like, top dress kits, maybe, like the, the build a bloom, I think. They have some different Got build a bloom, a couple different top dresses we're going to use, and a shit ton of microbes. Yeah, we're going to recharge it up on both sides. Everybody's in radical bags. Everybody's getting the same IPM from Marone. Ooh, and, and then, a little different than last year. We got radical bags up on pallets this time so that nice. it root prunes from the bottom instead of last year we had the roots kind of uh, adventure out into the, the dirt underneath the radical bags too. This year we'll be able to keep them separate and uh, root prune throughout the whole pot instead of it growing through the bottom. And by the way, I think up. it was baked. I don't know how you say it. PWN, baked pudding. We buy them a vowel. Was asking about pouring a slab, which is a huge advantage now. This year we have a, a concrete slab, and then uh, pallets on top of that. So it really makes it, it in order. You know, you can wash everything off and just keep everything kind of clean. They were asking how much something like that cost, and I would think like we used about three quarters of our concrete. No, nah, what did we use? About seven, eight yards of concrete. I think it was eight yards. Yeah, I think it was eight yards, and then we formed it and did all the work ourselves. So I think about eight hundred bucks is what it cost to, to make a slab. And you got to realize when you get concrete like that, they're not helping you move it at all. They're just going to bring the truck and and dump when you ask them to dump it. Yeah. So if you can't get that concrete truck right, so it just pours right into your into where you're going. You better have multiple wheelbarrows and multiple friends and some really good fucking weed. I leave it to the pros. I want the warranty. Yeah, you know what, man? <laughs> Warehouse Kyle stepped up. That's why he's amazing, man. Stepped up and was like, all right, let's 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 make ourselves a, a floor here. Nice. But you can do it. I'm sure there's YouTube videos. You guys obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, some of the same genetics on either side from cut or all from all, seed? Or? All the same genetics. We are going to litter the place with some auto flowers because... Uh, the plant count is for flowering plants, at least for this one I'm to understand. So uh, we're gonna have just a few auto flowers finishing before the other ones start, theoretically. So yeah, we'll have our plant count kind of dialed in, but I'm gonna do some autos as well over there. Right on, right on. As a matter of well, fact, I gotta do your justice, man. You gave me those uh, Fast Buds autos. I'll see what those yes. guys do. Uh, yeah, I'm about to plant actually, as we speak, I got to plant those today, get them going. So in my grow, that's one thing I'm doing. I'm going to run. I had to shut down in my tent. I'm almost to harvest one of my core 85 from rapid LEDs because that 85 Watts was what was bringing my temp to the high temp shutdown. So now only running two of those, which has been working great. I've been loving those bars, by the way, super low profile, totally recommend them for a two by four tent. And I, I got to jump in and say, I've used a couple of those Thrive Agritech bars, which is a very similar uh, concept. Dude, they're fucking cool. Having a, just a, like a four foot fluorescent tube. Kind of remember when you thought you could buy a grow light at Home Depot? Yeah. It's like that. And you can just hang up this fucking 60 watt or I think they got 150 watt tubes. What's, what's Rapid got? What are you running? 
they're 84 watts, but they're like even they're they're half as thin as those those thrives. They're so low profile is why I dig them. Easy yeah. to move around, easy to work with. Come with their own light hangers. Check them out at Rapid LED guys. Coupon code dude if you want to hook those up. I'm gonna run them two of them only into the summer, and I'm gonna flower in two gallon pots. I've never flowered in two gallons, Scotty, but I'm like as long as I have this tent because the three bars will make it too hot. Why not just pop some of these seeds I have laying around? If you have, is it a bad thing that you have? Three or four, you know, five, two gallons, actually four, sorry, Canadian proud four uh, plants and two gals that you're flowering out and just having fun with it. So and then having diversifying my stash a little bit. It's like, why not? If I got these seeds, why not run this 10 on 100 and what that'll be 178, no, 168 watts. That's awesome. So. Very nice. Yeah, it'll be cool to pro- it'll be cool to play with. Micro go down a little bit and uh, have a good time with it. You got to diversify your stash, homie. I've been toking a little bit more, enjoying opening these fresh bags. Yeah, we'll talk about it on Wake and Bake. I'm trying to up my toke a little bit. But I just got to clarify something. What you're about to harvest now is the ones that were all fucked up with the water before. Yes, I am. My bad. I do not. Next Grow Talk pictures and video, man. They look freaking like great. It's going to be a good harvest. I feel so bad that I was telling you, I'm like, kill them, kill them. I feel so bad because I don't have my harvest done yet. I'm just flipping in my (laughs) place and you're already harvesting dank bud. Some old, and then these seeds were all called healers. I gave a few to a can of Cairo and he's like, the buds, the flower tasted good. And it was actually, he's like very therapeutic. I was getting some back pain while trimming. I decided to smoke some of the his scissor hash and it worked actually really awesome. I'm like, well, hence maybe there's something to the healer. Sure, but he sure. said his buds were kind of not compact and a little almost airy, but not like airy where you wouldn't harvest it. And mine aren't like that at all. And he's a good grower. Sure. Um, it shows in his growth. So it's interesting, the different phenos uh, in the pack. So I'll actually get pumped to pop some more of those. Need to pop more seeds. I've been cut. I've been a cut grower for so long, just like you have. It's fun to pop seeds and see what happens. Yeah. And I mean, when they're given to you in a teepee, you don't expect them to be a hardcore commercial variety. You know, expect them to be something unique, I would think. <laughs> don't, I mean, yes. That's, you never know. And that's not a bad statement. That's a good thing. That's no, what I was no it's absolutely meant to be positive. But when I mean, there's all sorts of commercial varieties. When somebody gives you seeds in a paper envelope called Healer, you're like, interesting. I wouldn't expect them to be commercial. <laughs> Shout out to Dragonflies Earth Medicines Teepee. Yes, very cool. Very cool. We got a door prize kicking still if you guys need. Ending soon some seeds, scarlet begonias from Irie Genetics. You guys can get those at dudegrows.com on the homepage. Anybody can enter over there. Just put your email in the rafflecopter, social share, which helps spread the show. And we hook up free seeds every week. So digging that with your shirt. Who's that guy's game? Mr. Hand? Mr. Hand, yes. Hand. Okay. <laughs> you got to sound like you're really stoned, man looking at me now it's looking at me ah what are you on dope oh he was the <laughs> best because this spicoli would come in so fucking stones man like falling out of the van stones a little bit late and he'd just fuck with them so bad and mr straight <laughs> teacher that wears a tie to work and shit man back in the day they had those do you have a recharge it up here? I do. This is interesting. Guru, help me out with this one. This is a little technical, but it, I love, I, I understand anecdotally what happens here, but I love the fact that, re, that the recharge, that Guru can help me understand why, chemi- chemistry-wise. Is that a word? It says recharge and calcium hypochloride. And it says, this is by uh, Canisur. 
when it says, hi, dudes. I'm a, actually, dude, will you read this, man? I can barely focus. Yes, I think you called it hyperchloride. It's hyperchlorite, just, just to let you know, Scotty. Thank you. Uh, it says, hello, dudes. I'm a long-term listener of the show in Michigan and now a patron supporter. Word. Thank you, sir. You've given tons of excellent knowledge and plenty of entertainment, too. Here's my question. Am I able to use recharge along with calcium hydrochloride to do-it-yourself UC Roots for fractions on the dollar? UC Roots is a product. Uh, I think that's undercurrent. Yeah. And it goes, I use it in my reservoir with a PPM of two to keep my drip lines clear as running organics through them always tended to clog eventually. Yes. I'm hoping it does not do any harm. So I'm planning on hand watering two to three times a week with recharge after a drip feeding. If it does, if it does or doesn't work, are there any other recommendations you have to keeping my drip lines and reservoir clean? Thanks in advance, dudes. My gut says everything is good to go, but you can break down some science on it. I got you. Everything uh, is good to go. First off, bro, science. There. So calcium hypochlorite, um, <laughs> just to understand what it is, it's a calcium molecule and two chlorine molecules. Um, so that when that's in solution, that completely breaks apart. So you have calcium, the plant necessary nutrient, um, and chlorine in solution. And you can kind of think about that like chlorine in your tap water in the line where it works really well uh, in a line, um, but as soon as it's exposed to air, uh, that chlorine is able to come out of solution pretty readily. Um, and also, uh, just because there's chlorine there doesn't mean it can kill everything. It only has a certain amount of oxidative potential, um, and oxidizing is how it's going to uh, destroy microbes. Meaning it's only got an, enough molecules to destroy a few microbes? It can only do so many before it's not able to do that anymore. Right, and that's it's what fairly, I always understand. And it's fairly neutralized. And it's the same uh, concept as with recharge in the test we've had with uh, chloraminated, chlorinated, and distilled, and just regular tap water. I could never explain the um, chemistry behind it. All I could say was, dude, the test came back. There was no discernible difference. They, they all came back uh, in DD or no discernible difference on them. Um, and that's that's because there's so many microbes um, in solution of recharge that that uh, chlorine can only knock out uh, like indistinguishable amount of them before it's right. lost that potential. I agree. I agree. Thank you for explaining that. And it's really cool, though. So, yeah, don't don't worry. It's, it is going to kill some microbes, but it's going to be so few of them compared to the total number of microbes there are. Right. It doesn't really mm. matter. You're not even in like testing. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference between them. No discernible difference. Yes. Can, can yes. you use that like when you return a rental car? <laughs> Look, dude. No that discernible like difference here. I can only think of that meme. <laughs> the meme of you shopping for a car. <laughs> hey, I got to shout out to Jay Maestro real quick. He understands the chemistry as well. I don't know that he went to college chemistry class, but the fact that you can teach yourself this kind of stuff is, is a statement to... The internet, it's an amazing thing, dude. It, but it's what I'm saying. So here's a guy that learned how to grow probably through the internet, you know, or learned how to grow through absorbing. He didn't learn through school. And God damn, is he smart, man. Can you imagine what would happen if they were like, what a great grower you are. Let's celebrate it. Instead of like punishing him, he's, he gets punished for this shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Helping out, out in the comments. Thanks, thanks Maestro. Yeah. Tight work. All right, man. If you guys had a good time hanging today, go to dogrows.com forward slash support. Hook it up. Become the DGC. Become a producer of this show, this content coming at you every day of the week. Yes. Uh, could have never believed that back in the day. Actually, the first time you told me we were going to do a video show, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What happened <laughs> when I said we need to go daily? 
the hell is that all about? Man? My head exploded momentarily. <laughs> I all love right. it. Love hanging out with y'all every day. Let's do some shout outs here. Yes. You got Stony Bologna. Bologna? Bologna? That's not bologna, right? That is bologna right there. That's how you that smell is. it. That's a cool one, right? Okay. 1991 and Nine Mile Skid. What's up? <laughs> Homegrown Natural Wonders. What is up? A week. Humidor Chibador. I know both these guys. All right. Tips on trees, 303. <laughs> I don't know why I want to say it like that, but and Delta Jack 9. <laughs> and three F, 303 RF3. Wow, it's all my buddies today. And Lazy Susan. That is awesome. Love for the plants. And who is Smokeable Johnson? <laughs> all right, peace out, guys. Stay higher. Until the next time. Take her easy, dude. Well, I will, I will. See what you do, man. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on. It's just weed. It's just weed. Just look at how he's being paid.